0: Excellent. Uh, so, I've got a short message. Uh, the relevance of Christmas. Uh, you know, there's been some significant landings in history. Uh, if you think about uh, the history of the world, think about the uh, landing on the moon. Who can tell me the date? that Neil Armstrong walked on the moon. Hands up, anybody, tell me the date. Up the back there, Matt, what was the date? What was it? Stand up, I can't hear you. No, wrong. Stand up, young lady at the back. (laughs) What was that? 21st of July, 1969. Correct, give her a big hand. Have we got a, a lolly for the young lady at the back there? Uh, Never. 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 <laughs> it, was all, it was all filmed in a Hollywood lot. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Who can tell me when the Allies landed at Normandy in World War II? Who can tell me the date of that? Another significant landing. Who knows their military history? 19, it was 1944. 1944, anyone guess the month, if you don't even know the day, October. when, not May, October, not June, it was June, <laughs> who has never heard of the landing at Normandy, <laughs> okay, what, what year did Christopher Columbus discover America, June, June. <laughs> 1492 is correct, What year did uh, Captain Cook place his foot on Botany Bay? 1770, 1988. 1988. (laughs) I haven't got this here, but uh, let's see if our New Zealanders know their national history. When, When did Captain Cook discover or put his foot in on New Zealand? New Zealanders? Any New Zealanders? no new zealanders know their national history i am not surprised (laughs) nigel no idea (laughs) anyway (laughs) it was probably 1770 on the same trip anyway that's all right moving right along i'm getting another look (laughs) anyway There's been some significant landings, some significant things that have happened obviously in, in human history, but nothing compares to the landing that we celebrate at Christmas, which is where God, the Creator, the Sustainer, the Eminent One, the Supreme One, came and left His divinity or His heaven and came into His creation and came to earth. That is the most significant landing or event that the world has ever seen and we celebrate it every year that's what Christmas is about it's important that we remember that in and amongst all the festivities and the fun and the presents and the games and the family that we are celebrating the greatest moment that the world has ever seen where God himself came to earth (coughs) Um, that's the relevance of Christmas uh and that he was God, important to know. It says in Philippians chapter 2, verses 5 to 6, who being the very nature God. In other words, he was God. Many other religions out there will say God was a great man, he was a great prophet, he was a, uh, an eminent angel. But Christianity is the only religion that says that Jesus was God himself, and the Bible makes it clear. If any Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking on your door, don't answer it. Or understand that when they talk about Jesus, they're not talking about the same Jesus that we're talking about. They believe Jesus was an eminent angel. But if that's the case, Christianity is is a fallacy. The only reason Christianity is what it is, the only reason Jesus was able to do what he did was because he was God. He was God, not a creation. Not an eminent angel, but God himself left heaven and came to earth. Jesus Christ, who being the very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. So God came to earth. When that baby went to celebrate, we see Jesus, that was God in human flesh. God himself, the creator, came in human flesh. And not just came, but was born as a baby. Not only did he come to earth, but he came as a man. The Bible calls his pre-existent life, his, his uh preeminence. The incarnation is a word that talks about him actually becoming flesh. So God, the creator, God of heaven and earth, actually came down and took on the form of his creation. I mean, when you think about that, it blows your mind that he changed his form and he became a man. Philippians 2 goes on to say in 7 and 8, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. So the reality of Christmas was that Jesus Christ was a real man, flesh and blood, bones, hair, born as a real baby, a real person. It's not a myth, it's not a fable, it's not a nice story. It is truth. It's the greatest, most significant, most impactful moment in the history of the world, and our calendar is separated by his birth. Even though, even though human humanistic uh, atheists are trying to remove Jesus from the calendar by saying BCE before Common Era, they're trying to remove BC and AD from the calendar because Jesus separates. His, his life separates time, and the devil would love to take Jesus completely out of the picture. That's why you see this increasing terminology, BCE, to try and remove Jesus from our calendar. But that moment is the most significant moment that has ever been. God came to earth. God became a man. He was born just like us. He made himself nothing, came into the world like billions of other babies, but the whole history of the world rested on one fragile infant absolutely incredible the thing that blew the angels away the thing that because you read the story and they it says it says in the bible that they they marvel at what god has done in the incarnation it, they cannot comprehend the fact that the also and we we get glimpses of heaven but we still don't know the reality of what it was the angels are living in god's presence constantly and have for all eternity. They know His supremacy. They know His holiness. They they know all the dimension of Him. And when they saw that He came down in human form, the Bible says that they marvel. They marvel. They cannot comprehend the incarnation of God, that God would take the form of His creation. And the amazing thing about it, and the thing that they marvel at, is not only did he take the form of part of his creation, in fact, what they would consider the weakest part of his creation, because angels are far more impressive as individuals, not only did he take the form of the weakest form of his creation, and not only did he take the form of a, a part of his creation that had rebelled against him and turned his, their back against him when, they, when they'd seen God throw a third of the angels out of the heaven for rebellion and then they see mankind rebel against God and him begin to start a restorative process to bring them back into his presence they're like what the heck is going on here we saw you bring judgment upon the angels and here you are showing mercy upon this weak creation that has turned its back on you they are flabbergasted. They cannot understand the grace of God towards you and I as human beings and that God would take our form. And not only does the Bible show that he takes our form, but that he will carry that form for all eternity. That's the thing they cannot comprehend. He didn't become a man and then become back or, or, or then shed off his humanity and go back to heaven. The Bible says he will carry human form for all eternity. When when the Word became flesh and was given the name Jesus, and he took on, it says that Jesus, the risen man, God-man, now sits at the right hand of God forever and ever. They cannot comprehend that. God has changed his form for all eternity and has become into the likeness of you and I, his creation. Do you understand that? Can you, we can't even fathom what that means. The angels can't. They understand more of what it means than we do. One day we will know when we go to be with him the, the, the incredible sacrifice and what he's actually done for us. But he has become human likeness for all eternity. Jesus, the risen Human being, God, man, 100% God, 100% human, now sits at the right hand of God for all eternity, ruling and reigning over all creation. It's unbelievable. It's absolutely unbelievable. God became a man and will remain a man for all eternity. Absolutely blows us away. God came to earth. He took on our our. Form our nature he took on our likeness so that we would understand that he knows our frame he was without sin but he carried complete humanity he wasn't just in the image of us he carried complete he was born by a real mother he was a real baby he grew up with the same circumstances in which we live but without sin dealt with the same temptations, dealt with the same fears and anxieties, dealt with the same senses of uh, emotion, of rejection, of uh, loneliness. All the emotions that you and I feel, God felt when He came as Jesus Christ because He wanted us to know, I know what it's like to be human. I know what it's like to be you. And so when we pray and come before Him, as the Bible calls Him, the great intercessor, He says, I can relate to every single burden, pain, suffering or experience that you have gone through because I know what it is to be human. God became man, 100% God, 100% man. And number three, he not only came so that we could identify with him and that he could identify with us and we would know what it is that we know, that he knows what it is to be human. But the Bible says not only did he come to be human, which we celebrate through Christmas, the birthing of God into the world, but that he also came to die, which we celebrate at Easter. He was born to die for a purpose. We all were going to die at some point. But he knew that he had come for a specific purpose, to die for the sins of mankind to bring us back into relationship with God. Our rebellion, our turning away, our sin, the Bible calls it, had brought a separation between us and God. There was a chasm. There was a great void. And we could not get back to that place. And because of God's great compassion, because of His great mercy, His great love for us, that's why Jesus came. And the angels are like, what are you doing? The Bible says that even the devil didn't understand what God was doing. It says if, if the devil had have known what God was doing, he would never have crucified Jesus. He would never have done it. He didn't comprehend God's big picture. The devil went, I'm going to kill God, man, because that'll put an end to God's plans forever. He didn't realize that Simply by fulfilling what he wanted to do, he was actually fulfilling God's ultimate purpose. And it said if he actually knew what God was doing, he'd never have done it. Because what it released then was a a bridge back for all of humanity, back in a relationship with God. He thought by killing Jesus, he was going to stop forever the plan of God to bring redemption to humanity. And so by killing Jesus, he actually opened up the door for millions and millions and millions of people and everybody who would call on the name of Jesus to come back into heaven. Can you imagine how he... Felt when he realized what he'd done? When Jesus, the Bible says, goes down into heaven and takes the keys of hell and death off the devil, which he'd won or taken because Adam, had, the, the, first, the first Adam that the Bible calls him, had rebelled against God and chosen his own way, which allowed the devil to take the keys. That's why there was a separation. He had the keys to hell and death, and he would bind and, and every person would go to hell And he had control over that. And the Bible says when Jesus gave his life as a perfect man, as a ransom, it says he went bound into heaven and he took those keys back. He's called the second Adam and restored God's great purpose and plan. The devil had no idea what was going on. He fulfilled God's purpose without even knowing it. And God demonstrated his love. God so loved the world that he gave You know why we give at Christmas? Because God first gave. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. He gave his life. And as we give our presents, as we celebrate Christmas, as we celebrate the ones that we love and the ones that we cherish and we celebrate life and this festive period, which is just such a wonderful time, Tomorrow morning when we're handing out presents and you're celebrating Christmas, I just want you to remember the greatest sacrifice, the greatest gift, the greatest act of love that has ever been known was demonstrated and recorded in the Bible, which was when God sent his son Jesus to be born as that baby by a human being, Mary, born, raised, died, so that you and I can live the life that we have, our best life in Jesus Christ, and not only in this life, but eternity forever and ever and ever in God's presence. That's the end of the story. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Let me pray. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you've done. Lord, I just pray for each and every one of us that if we take some time over Christmas just to really meditate and contemplate the reality of what you did, that it doesn't just become another blurred story and cartoon and songs and carols that we've sung over and over without really thinking about what the words mean and what what actually took place and the significance of it for our life, for our future and our eternity. Thank you for your blessing upon us this year. Thank you for your hand of grace. Thank you that you have a purpose and a plan for every single one of us. Help us in 2018 to take a hold of it, to throw off fear, anxiety, worry and concern, to walk by faith, to celebrate life, to make a difference to extend the kingdom and see your glory come and your will done in our lives, in our church and in our community. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand. Amen. Thanks.
1: Awesome. What a great message. Let's give Pastor Lord a hand as well. Thank you for that message. So good. Well, just a reminder if you want to head to Oxford Falls, they've got their Christmas Eve service tonight, 6 p.m. Joe and I will be there. And then tomorrow morning, they've got a Christmas Day service, 9 a.m. That's a fantastic service to get along to if you want to. And then next week, we've got church here, 10 a.m., New Year's Eve morning. And then tomorrow, uh, and then next Sunday night at Oxford Falls as well, if you want to join them, there's a little invite card for you on your seats to grab that have a wonderful Christmas church why don't we stand up give someone a hug and send them a Merry Christmas on your way out we'll see you next week